Welcome to That Might Be Cool. I'm Jason Hammonds, and joining me today is uh, someone who's back from, from, from the ashes like a phoenix, uh, returning to the show to, to conquer the great mountain of Marvel movies once more. Uh, she's an agent to the stars and uh, uh, an obsessive to, to the star, <laughs> the singular star that is Nick Cage. It's Marta Perillo. Welcome back, Marta. Hello. <laughs> Glad to, to be back. Today we're uh, we're discussing the uh, the the film that's just a you know it's it's a revolutionary, uh, forward thinking, progressive uh, landmark of a movement. It's the it's the 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 it's her story. It's it's the one oh. that puts the her in hero. It's the the film that uh, is a captain to the Marvels. It's Captain Marvel. Grunge is a good look for you. Did you have a rough day, Agent Fury? I'm going to need clarification on this space invasion. Scrolls are infiltrating your planet. They're shapeshifters. Okay, prove you're not a scroll. That's a photon blast. And? A scroll cannot do that. I'm just supposed to take your word for that. We are Kree. Strong. United. You have to let go of the past. I don't remember my past. <laughs> I just realized that um, the problem with doing one-on-one with mm-hmm. you without Chase is that like you're boring into my soul <laughs> and I'm like I don't know where to look Chase is just staring at me I know it's yeah it's it's definitely easier when there's a buffer of Chase it can make me more bearable I think oh oh sorry <laughs> Chess is hitting the mic you got this I believe in you I know uh Marta we so we just barely this is the a, a podcast first where uh, uh the myself and the guest on the show uh just barely came out of of watching the movie I mean, I guess like an hour or two ago, but yeah, what's uh, this is the fourth time you saw Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, OK, man, you must be the number one Captain I'm, Marvel fan. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I no, no, no. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but um, I wanted to prepare for this, uh, you know, like ahead of time mm-hmm. and because we were recording tonight. And so I went and saw it for the third time. Mm-hmm. last night mm-hmm. and then jason's like oh i didn't do it yet so let's go see it again <laughs> and i was like gee okay cool i went I, <laughs> for this so this is the fourth time i've seen the movie i didn't say you had to I no, just... no, no, no 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 it's fine i wanted to but um also for those of you who like couldn't stand me last time mm-hmm. um you'll hate me more this time <laughs> because now i uh i spent all weekend watching all the movies i took hella notes like really obsessive, weird, like nine pages is, of notes. Is Hella Notes the uh, sister band to Hollow Notes? Yeah. Okay. We do sh- strictly like three songs off the first album, and that's it. I'm repeating. That's it. Anyway, um, sorry. Continue. But yeah, so now I'm like, all right. She, she I has educated. She has I'm eight ready. pages of notes on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I did it in in um, I I follow each stone and the <laughs> the. Um, she has a chronological history of each infinity thank stone. you i was like what's the the, the <laughs> time what, what where am i looking for it's so late i got out of this movie my eyes are crossing let's do this let's freaking do it so so this movie i mean we already played the trailer and stuff because as soon as i say the the title it's a contractual obligation that uh the the trailer play on this podcast i don't uh, i don't know any 
I can't do any fun jingles. Sorry, Chase. <laughs> I know. Chase is really disappointed right now. Uh, he, he also wanted to be on this initially because uh, uh, he's, he's got a, a whole bunch of bones to pick with, uh, with Captain Marvel. But what's, uh, what's, your, what's your opinion on this movie? Okay. So first time I saw it, mm-hmm. loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think it's, I think it's just a really well done made film. Whereas, like, a lot of the Marvel movies, like, they kind of start to have, like, the same story arc or, like, Mm kind of, like, the pattern of, like, the superhero films, you know? And this one, um, I was excited to see that they were, like, telling things um, in, like, a different kind of, um, not necessarily, like, not in chronological order. It's more of, like, a surprise and... All that, what are you looking at? I'm just I'm, I'm looking up some stuff to, to oh, okay. pull. Yeah, but no, but I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Making me distracted. No, you're good. Um, but but I just I felt like I felt like the movie itself, like how the story's told, and I mean we're gonna like rip it apart and spoil it, obviously, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So like yeah, just spoilers, the whole the spoilers. whole like kind of you know that like Jude Law's the bad guy, which who didn't see that coming? Jude Law's the best villain in every movie. I <laughs> uh-huh. love him. It's because um, of the widow's peak. It's the that's why he's a villain. <laughs> he's always sweating, and it's so good. Um, but. It was just like that whole like story arc and everything. Um, I just think, I just think that the film was different than most Marvel movies, and that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but after seeing it like a couple more times, like I saw it, I think I watched it, and then two days later went back and saw it again, mm-hmm. and I understood more because then I revisited uh, Guardians One because I kind of like forgot about Lee Page and everything. Lee Pace, come on. Pace, what? See, I don't. I'm not. Good. I'm tired. <laughs> it's my fourth time seeing the movie. I'm just having fun nitpicking you. It's the '90s. Um, it's the '90s. The whole time we're watching this movie, Jason. Every time a song came on, we just lean over and be like, "Because it's the '90s." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, stop!" He's like, "Oh, they landed at a, a blockbuster because it's the '90s." Yeah. That is one thing I do love about this movie as well. Is and mm-hmm. then I'll stop rambling. Um, no, is it. that I do love the soundtrack mm. just because. It's all of like the bad '90s songs, yeah. But it's like well chosen and in a fun way. So like, I definitely had fun with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm 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 with you. I I definitely <laughs> I think that the the '90s soundtrack of this movie is pretty. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, it's definitely they they could have made a lot of really obvious and easy choices, and there were a couple in there that that were like obvious choices, but they mm-hmm. were still effective. Like I I think it's the i'm just a girl whatever song is like an obvious one but it works it works so well in that scene it gets exactly. you so amped up the same way as like um hammer of the gods was like a super obvious choice in ragnarok mm. but it also worked really well you know yeah um where it's like yeah of course it's hammer of the God. like literally this is a movie about thor and that's a song about thor like yeah duh. yeah it's gotta be but um at the same time it freaking works um but yeah i i isn't that an immigrant song or, yeah, it's called. Hammer I was like, you're wrong. I was like, I was like I I'm the one with the but Zeppelin tattoo. Still, I, you talk Marvel. Hammer of the I Gods. Will talk Zeppelin. Hammer of the Gods is a line in the song know, that I is know. about Thor. <laughs> I got it. Um, but uh, uh, you are right. It is immigrant song. Um, <laughs> it's okay, man. Uh, I'm I'm really ashamed of myself now. Um, but anyway, no, I I think I've I've remained more high on this film than a lot of people have. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of and there's. There's two. I think there's two factions of people who are like not loving this film. There's the group of people who's like SJW bullshit, you know, Marvel and Disney, whatever, yada yada. Fuck the Last Jedi. Fuck all this. Blah, blah, blah. There's like those dudes mm. who just hate like 
women <laughs> yeah in general well we're the worst so. <laughs> but then i think there's also like a group of people that are just like oh yeah whatever it was whatever um i but for whatever reason i don't know this this movie still holds up for me it's it's even on my first viewing it wasn't like one of my favorite marvel movies mm. but it's certainly like i think it's somewhere right above doctor strange for me where it's like okay. a solid movie it holds together i enjoy everything about it um, and I think there's a few things in it that are really clever, but at the same time, like it's not blowing me away like Winter Soldier did or Civil War or something. Yeah, I think, well, I think what's interesting about, I didn't know anything about Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about the comics. So like, I didn't actually know that it was like not meant to be a woman. Yeah. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that was great. I had so much fun. And then everyone's <laughs> like, it's bullshit. And I was like, oh, well, since I didn't know, mm -hmm. I'm sure being like well, the also, super misogynist that I am that I would have been upset. <laughs> But I didn't know, so I had a great time. But I do, I do think that um, the one thing that I don't like about this film is, and I know that's not really meant to happen in this film, but mm -hmm. like there is no struggle really for her except mm -hmm. for like her internal struggle, sure. which is fine. But like the limit of her powers, like she's never really beaten down, mm -hmm. and so because she just like tears through shit, which yeah. is like obviously she's like the most powerful being in sure. the MCU, but. I feel like I would like to see in Endgame, like I would like to see her have to actually like work for it instead yeah, of just yeah. like coming in and saving the day. That makes sense. So it's yeah, it she does kind of inherently have sort of the Superman problem, which is just like there's not a lot that can actually affect this person. Yeah. Uh and as far as I'm aware and I'm not I'm I don't know tons about Captain Marvel in the comics other than like the basic sort of origin stuff and like where Carol Danver Danvers came from and where Marvel came from. Um but uh I as far as I'm aware she doesn't have like a kryptonite, you know, right. like Superman does and so it's it's definitely a lot more tricky, but I did like the, that's the one thing the the complaints that I see about this film uh, are often like, I feel like the, some of the things that people are complaining about is like kind of the point of the film. Like people are like talking about oh, like, what really in, in certain, like some of the things. So I, I, I think it had a huge point. Oh, yeah, totally. That's what I mean. It's like, I, but I, what I mean is that people will like bring up these complaints, but the complaints that they have of like, you know, oh, she, she, uh, she's like told she can't race this go-kart and then she does and then crashes it, you know, like, like basically saying like, oh, and then she crashes it when she goes to do it as if they're like proving some point by that. And it's like, no, that's, but that is the point. That is the point. Like, that's the point of it is that she right. is like reckless and that, that she needs that to was, learn to control herself a bit. Like, that but was kind of cheesy though. That whole, like being human wears you down and she's like but it also teaches me to stand up like sure. that whole sequence i was like oh my god i do it's a little okay. heavy-handed i'm gonna go into my female rant Please. about the female characters in the marvel mm -hmm. universe so on my rewatch of all of these i've i've noticed that two of the most like powerful and only female avengers mm -hmm. is i mean i know captain marvel's not an avenger yet but i mean let's be honest yeah. um is I really, really hate their dialogue. Like, I, I love Brie Larson. I think she played the character well. I think it was fun. It was quippy. It was whatever. Um, but throughout the movie, like, I just, I just really can't stand the cheesy one-liners, mm. and they're like so annoying. And especially on the fourth time around, yeah. Like when she's like, "Oh, like, uh, you fellas wouldn't know how to get these off, huh?" No, okay. I'll just beat you up with them. Like I, I can't stand that. Like that was pretty hard for me. And 
It's a little bit easier to swallow than Black Widow's lines. I really love Black Widow as a character, uh-huh. and I hate everything that comes out of her mouth. In especially in the Avengers films, or even or do you even have that problem in like um, Winter Soldier and Civil War? In all of them, all of them. Really. I noticed that she. I mean, it's mostly in the Avenger films, mm-hmm. but I noticed that it's just like. I know they're trying to make like the female characters be like super badass, mm-hmm. but like don't make everything they say predictable. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't, I can't stand when there's like formulaic comedy. Yeah, when it's like I see the joke coming mm-hmm. from a mile away. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. That's and that's that's I think where the the line is between like because there is that sort of like quippiness that like Joss Whedon sort of like really established in this universe where it's mm-hmm. just like every character responds to everything with a little one-liner yeah and it's fun for a movie or two but then it's like when every movie is doing it, you're like shut yeah. up and i think that that's one thing that ragnarok did really well was like mm-hmm. it's not really a quippy movie it's just a funny movie yeah you know and a yeah. lot of its humor is derived out of moments rather than lines um, you know, like little exchanges and looks that characters have with each other, the silent beats between random things or the sort of like Buster Keaton physical comedy. Yeah. Whereas every other Marvel film, it's like they kind of just rely on like punching up some dialogue and like having someone deliver like a funny line to yeah. sort of give it that levity. And it was fine for a while. But yeah, I think at this point, it's like you got to do it. You got to work a little harder for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because there, there are a lot of moments in this film where it's like they're it's 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 there it's always especially in this one there's like five different times where it's like a character says a line and then the character will deliver that same line back to them with like a slight tweak um mm. like something something i can't remember each specific ex- instance but there was like the uh we're going somewhere like you, you, that's somewhere you're not supposed to be or whatever. And then I think Nick Fury responds or someone responds with like, I'll put my foot somewhere. It shouldn't be or something. You know oh. what I mean? It's like that type of thing where it's just like someone delivering a line and then someone just turning it back on him. But like, yeah, well, that, I something. mean, that one worked because it was it like worked. establishing that he's an alien and doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, when he's like, am I supposed to guess what it was? Right. Yeah. Well, and like, but that's the, like the first part of it of, of her saying like, I'll put my foot somewhere where it shouldn't be. Yeah. Is like the typical line that they have. And that one works only a little better because of the yeah. then response off of that, where yeah. it kind of plays with the, the expectation. But, um, I, I also think that like, even some of the stuff that, um, Fury says, it's like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> fan of like, ambiguous endings to jokes and when you like say a joke and then follow it up again like with the same point Mm -hmm. i'm like you just ruined it like you drove home the joke past its stop yeah yeah, yeah. so like when he's like picking up the cat after the flurkin like eats the tesseract and he's like i'm picking i'm picking you up now like that's funny and then once he's picked it up he's like I'm trusting you not to eat my yeah. face. I'm like, that was pointless. That, yeah. that ruined the joke. Yeah, it was funnier if it. you left it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like shit like that that bothered yeah. me about this film. But yeah. um, and I, comedy aside, it was a great movie. I think that's a part of it is because I think from... This is a thing that like came out a little bit with Doctor Strange. And I think that it's probably a thing that happens on a lot of Marvel movies where Marvel will bring in people who are known for writing comedy to just like punch up some dialogue. And I think that's the problem with that approach is like when you're just adding in some funny lines here and there, then it ends up being overboard, like rather than just kind of restructuring the scene to be, you know, a bit funny, you know, like just making the moments a little different, tweaking them a little bit to be funnier. Um, Because, yeah, that screams to me like someone was like, oh, this needs to this needs to be a little funnier. Let's let's add this line here and this line here type thing. It's like the um, 
there's a thing that happens a lot in editing where uh, either an episode, like especially in TV, but like an episode will be either too short or too long, and someone this this happens every once in a while. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Is their note will just be add a add a uh, an extra frame to every cut or to every scene. Like just go through and add an extra frame to every scene, and all like it it throws off the pacing. Mm. so bad just to get that extra minute or whatever you know what i mean like just by adding in a bunch of arbitrary frames or taking out a bunch of arbitrary frames like it really makes everything and so i I think that's kind of the same thing with joke writing is like going in and just injecting these little lines it just takes out the entire like flow of it and doesn't really give it any levity yeah um anyway uh but this this film uh thus far has been a huge success Hmm. um uh box office wise it has garnered uh a billion by the time it's done it'll probably be around 1.1 billion dollars at the global box office well when Uh, did you look that up right now oh you did okay because i was gonna say i this movie came out like a month ago yeah so it's still majority of us have seen it yeah but last night when i went i literally was in a packed theater yeah and like it was like a two. What's today? Wednesday. It was, yeah, a, Tuesday it was a Tuesday night, yeah. and there it was literally packed. I know everyone's like getting prepared for it. Yeah. Well, granted, game. Tuesdays are the five dollar night too at most theaters. Oh, so that that might have contributed. I got the pass. I don't know. Yeah, pay for exactly. Shit. But either way, you know, I mean, it's it's it, right now. It's at, technically as we're recording one point zero nine two billion billion dollars. I'm betting oh, it'll be about one point one billion when it's done. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes story is an interesting one on this. It's seventy eight percent positive what? reviews from critics. Okay. And then the audience score. Okay. Uh, is fifty six percent positive. However, this is one of those movies that I think the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes can't quite be trusted because yeah. it was fueled by a lot of, like, nerd rage. You know, these, yeah. these like, dudes that are like, fuck this SJW feminist bullshit in our right. Marvel movies. Because, um, yeah, the amount of reviews or the amount of ratings that are recorded on it are just absurd. Um, like, it's 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 a disproportionate amount to, like, what the, these types of movies normally have. It's got 82,000 user reviews on it. Um, and just to compare that against, let's say, uh, let's say we compare that against um, Doctor Strange, uh, which has, if I can load it, not Rotten Tomatoes does this thing. I, I went to type in Doctor Strange and its first suggestion was the 2007 direct to DVD animated movie. Like, why would I be searching for the Doctor Strange animated movie on Rotten Tomatoes over the one that was clearly like way more well known. That's absurd. Sorry, I was texting. Wow. I'm sorry. My, my so my co-host Asia Garman. Uh-huh. Um, she was supposed to shave my head tonight. She's like, um, do you have an ETA? So I was like, oh, I'm not coming. Wow. <laughs> I was not listening. I'm Some sorry. behind the pod shit. Um. Anyway. Uh. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's it, that user rating. I just it, I don't think it can quite be trusted yeah um, you know I, it's, mean, I mean it's like purely biased obviously yeah it was and this, it's like it's like a stubborn pouty anger yeah and i'm not saying this movie is like you know without fault i don't i don't think no. i'm not saying it's a perfect movie but it was a great i mean it was like a fun ride it was so much fun yeah 
Comparing it here, here's a good one. Comparing it to Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man and the Wasp has twenty two thousand user reviews, uh, and uh, Captain Marvel has eighty two thousand yeah. user reviews. Like people are enraged. Yeah, there's some people that are just that average is going to be different, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's you know it's a weird thing. Uh, but that being said, overall a very successful movie. It is, I think, of the solo films, you know, like the solo character films in the Marvel franchise. It's um, number four on the you know solo character list like it's right under civil war and right above spider-man homecoming um so yeah like killer killer forum regardless of of all the the weird backlash and hate this movie is definitely an undeniable success oh yeah um this one uh in terms of comic book source material as you said they there are a lot of things that differ from the original source material however this this character Carol Danvers has been in the comics for, you know, I don't know, probably going on 40 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she was Miss Marvel for a long time. Uh, and she donned the Captain Marvel name at some point in like, I want to say like 2011, 2012. Um, Is that around the same time that the Shazam thing happened? You said that was 2011. Right around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when they, when they finally were just like, fuck it, we're calling him Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> um, they couldn't, they still like, they had been calling the comic Shazam for a long time, just not the character. Right. Um, but yeah, I was right around that time, I believe. And, uh, the writer Kelly Sue DeConnick, who actually makes a cameo appearance in this, uh, film. Oh, on the uh, subway. On the subway. The, the yeah. lady with the red hair. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was, she was the one to sort of, reinvent this character and and kind of everything that comes from comes in this movie or most of it uh was established in her run mm. um some of the key tweaks are like the fact that in this movie marvell is is a woman uh rather than being like a dude that like sort of gives her her powers and it's like this really weird kind of power dynamic between them that's a little questionable and problematic um but uh yeah, it's it's basically all from from Kelly Sue DeConnick's run, and so it's it's rare, I think, in these movies. Like Winter Soldier is the only other one that I can think of that's like pulling directly from a run without really like you know going to tons of different sources. Mm. Um, so it's interesting in the MCU when they can just like almost directly adapt a story like that. Yeah, well, I think I mean, and you've pointed out to me because I mean I'm not very familiar with mm-hmm. the comics themselves, but I ask lots of questions. Um, yeah. You pointed out to me that like a lot of how they've infiltrated parts of the comic books into the films yeah. are like a little bit more creative and different anyways. Yeah. So this just seems to me like another like creative take totally. on the comics. So. Yeah. And it's and it's like really I mean, I, I do. There is there is like again, it's like there's that backlash of people who hate the fact that they made Carol Danvers Captain Marvel and, and all that stuff like that. They hated that in the comics. The thing that I always find funny is those same people totally accept the fact that thor was a frog at one point excuse me oh yeah thor was a frog at one point what the fuck oh yeah it's dope honestly i love it uh it's one of the best things i want to see that movie right yeah well there's and he even makes a joke about it in ragnarok he's like yeah at one point he turned me into a frog oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah um and so it, like it's it's and that was yeah that was literally a reference to a comic that happened and like he was a frog for a while <laughs> like that's so funny they stuck with it i think for like an it might not have been a full year of comics, but like it was a while that Thor That's was just a frog. So funny, just um, carrying around like a tiny hammer. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. It's incredible. Does it like cross paths with Princess and the Frog? I don't think. I want to see. Any. No, no, no. I want to see that movie. Princess and the Throg. People call it the no, call I, Throg. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I was about to be like, "Why well, I hate you," but if that's like no, a it's thing. not me. Yeah, no, I'm not creative. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and, and even Thor was replaced by a horseman at one point named Beta Ray Bill, who who possessed Mjolnir and became Thor. That's what I'm saying. There, people will accept that in comics. People will accept both of those things. Uh, but then, as soon as Captain Marvel's a woman, they're like, I heard it. Yeah. Like, and it's like Captain Marvel was like no one's favorite Marvel character to begin with. Really. Yeah, like the the original Captain Marvel, Marvel was like a cool character that showed up, you know, and had his own series every once in a while. But like, he's a you know, like maybe a low tier B lister at best. Like, oh, and so like the fact that people would get so enraged over it is like ridiculous. It doesn't <laughs> like, make like I don't like know. we don't even care about her. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like if someone were to be pissed about like fucking Blue Beetle, like. You know, which I guess there were don't people don't even actually, know what that is. Blue Beetle's a DC character. Well, you don't have to get into that. Okay. Um, but uh, so you with with all your notes, Marta, I'm oh. curious because I one of the things we bring up is is how does you know each movie kind of contribute to the larger MCU? <gasps> I can and do that. Is, you can you can do the hell out of that. So what 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 does this movie have to offer us for uh, for kind of new new wrinkles and folds in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, um. One of the one of the fun things about seeing this movie, and that was shocking, is that it kind of throws a wrench into the whole timeline of what we thought the Tesseract, yeah, like what its timeline was, yeah. yeah. And um, so I actually, because I did the whole Tesseract timeline, and it starts, you know, Captain America, and up until this point, majority of us thought that the next time we see it is like in Avengers mm-hmm. when Loki's like. I'm going to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, when in fact, now this kind of introduced that, um, you know, the last we see it is in the possession of um, S.H.I.E.L.D. in mm-hmm. Captain America. And then now it recovers instead of all the way in 2012. Yeah. Um, now it's in the 90s with Captain Marvel and S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so here's here's the thing is S.H.I.E.L.D., Owns it, uh-huh. so then it somehow gets in the hands of Marvel, yeah. Because then she has it, and then it gets back, obviously, into the hands of Shield once again. But yeah. if Shield had it before, how it, did that happen? Was it because they were like helping her? Because she was because she was time doing travel. And yeah, stuff? exactly. Okay. She she came and like disguised herself travel. as the as the rocket scientist or whatever, right. and to develop the faster than light okay. travel. And so she probably just yeah came and infiltrated Shield because she knew they had it. Okay. Type okay. Thing. That, that that was that was something that I kind of like um, a point that was either I missed or something. I don't think they ever really addressed it. I think yeah, that's just it's more kind of like inference. assumed. Yeah. Um, but that's that's interesting because yeah, I hadn't, until you said that, I didn't I hadn't pieced it together. But yeah, I guess that would that would probably that seems to make sense that like because she came she like came to Earth to do that. But yeah, they don't really address like how did she find out. Like yeah. I want now, yeah. I want to know more. Yeah, I'm like, how did that? Ha- how did that start? Maybe that'll we'll, they'll address that in Captain Probably Marvel not. too. That's okay. <laughs> Probably never. Um, I did. I did love um, Annette Benning as. Uh, yeah. As 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 what was her human name? Oh, uh, Wendy Lawson, Doctor Wendy Lawson. Doctor Wendy Lawson. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was four she was times. Pretty good. I saw this movie. She had a lot of like. There were a lot of like long held shots on her face as she like made weird faces at Carol. Yeah. You know, I was like. Why are we staying in this shot so long? I don't know. I, I but it was nice. I liked her performance a lot in Same. this. I thought she was really fun and um her um like facial reactions mm-hmm. as well as like body language, yeah. which is like a lot more important in acting now. Speaking as my 
profession. Yeah, you're an expert agent, My, agent to the stars. I'm not. The, I mean, <laughs> to the biggest stars, stars in Hollywood. Hollywood power broker here. I know. I got all. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into that. Um, <laughs> that's a different part of me. It's a different part. Um, but uh, one thing I'm curious about. Tell me is the so th- this is something that people have brought up a lot uh and i didn't have an answer for it until i saw it this was the second time i saw it um is that people are wondering if nick fury had this pager this entire time why the hell didn't he call <gasps> captain marvel any of the three other times okay, that the okay. world was under attack please i'm curious to hear what no no no, no i'm so happy you brought that up because i remember during the movie there was a moment that i had a question got it and i and it brought up my question but i'm gonna I'll okay pocket yeah it. put put a po- first um I think, because I wondered the same thing, mm-hmm. where it's like, if, like, when Loki fucking comes to New York, yeah. why wouldn't he just call him? Yeah. But what I noticed is, like, she is obviously on another mission. Yeah. And she tells, um, she sends, uh, what's the shit? Uh, da 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 da. Oh, the. Von Rog. What's Jan his name? Yon Rog. Um, Jude Law, yeah. she says to him, like, tell everybody I'm fucking coming yeah. and I will destroy everything. So she's clearly, like, busy doing shit. Yeah. And she's finding a home for the skulls. So she's, like, off doing her own thing. Meanwhile, Fury's trying to find other people because he's like, okay, we can't bother her with everything. Yeah. But if we have other people, like, we need them to prove sure. themselves that they can whatever. Well, so and that that's was, what I think. That was that was my explanation for a bit, but it still felt a little thin to me where it's like that. You can you can yeah, say that to like a, a point. Lot, I feel like a lot within the MCU is thin and you're like, it's because we said so. Yeah, it's sure. like, oh, OK. So I took it. But the thing there, I know there was a line that actually stood out to me more this time that I think at least to me gave me a better explanation. OK, because I was I was willing to accept that, except for the fact that it's like. To me, it's like there's a logical limit where if you're Nick Fury, you go, there's aliens all over the sky. Like, it does not look like we can win this. I'm going to push this button. Well, especially when the the country is turning on the Avengers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's not working. Exactly. Uh, And especially when the Avengers creates an army of death robots as well. Like, anyway. Um, it's all Tony Stark's fault. It's all Tony just Stark's saying. Yeah. No. Well, that's, that's why he has to die in Endgame. So it's retribution for his uh, <gasps> sins. We don't know that yet. But, but then he know. wins in Game of Thrones. Exactly. He goes to the alternate that's universe. That's the Stark that lives. Um, no, but he does need to pay for his sins. And I think that's the only logical way to end this saga. Anyway. Uh, but no. I, so I th- there's a line that she says to Nick Fury where she says, it should it should reach a couple galaxies or so. Something like this. She basically establishes uh, a range. And so yeah. I think she's just out of range. Legitimately. Yeah. I bet he's pushed that button two or three times. And this was another time where he's like, well, let's see if it works this time type thing. Yeah. And, and, and well, cause even in the ending in the, like the mid credits, um, whatever scene, I don't yeah. know what, you, what do you call this? Yeah. Mid credit scene. Um, you know, they have it running like 24 yeah. seven to like send this signal mm-hmm. and nothing happens mm-hmm. until eventually it works. Like we don't know how long that they've been doing that. So that's actually, that probably works out. And exactly. Yeah. That holds I, up. The, the, her establishing a range for the thing, that line just did not hit me before. Mm. And then watching it this time, I was like, Oh, there yeah. we go. A couple galaxies. That's, you know, she, ain't, she ain't in the Milky way. She's, she's off in, Cree land, Cree, Cree, Cree time. Holla. Cree zone. Holla. That's <laughs> in Cree <Krihala. laughs> Um, Yeah. I So, so in talking about performances in this movie, uh, I really liked Brie Larson. I think mm-hmm. she did a, a great job. I've seen a lot of people talk about her performance being like boring and wooden and, and stiff. 
I don't see that. I don't see that. Um, she's got a very like marine stance to her, but it's like all the Air Force training and shit. Yeah, I think. Um, she swole as fuck. I said this to Jason on the way to the theater. I was like, she, her veins are popping out the whole time. Yeah, no, she. So jacked. she's strong as fuck. But um, I don't think I don't think her performance was stiff. Mm-hmm. My my only issue was kind of circling back to the whole like some of some of her character and like sass was kind of stereotypical. Kind of, yeah. But other than that, like even even in the kind of like stereotype and you know, um, foreseen mm-hmm. one-liners. Even even with that being said, she still did it really well. So I actually, yeah. I think she did great. I do too. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed her her performance. And I think that like... She's fun to look at too. So that's... She, She's definitely fun to look at. <laughs> um, but I think there's also a part of it where it's like people... To me, it feels like a veiled version of, oh, you should smile more, you know? Of, yeah. like, of like, oh, she's too wooden. She's too serious. And so I'm like, she's a soldier who like also doesn't know who the fuck she is like well it's it's not only she doesn't know who she is yeah. she's a soldier she's trying to prove herself but also in her f- human life she had to in the late 80s yeah had to go up against men yeah for like be tough have this front be strong yeah. be like i can do what you do and do it better yeah. like of course that's going to come with the character yeah. you have to understand perspective on who people are and why they behave the way that they yeah. behave and then the fact in that order when, to understand them totally and then the fact that like when we meet her she literally can't trust anybody like right of course she, you'd be guarded and like when your yeah. memory span is six years yeah. and you're like 27 and you keep like that weird sucks. fucking flashbacks like, yeah yeah no i i really like because I, I think that that was a choice. Like, obviously, Brie Larson is an incredible actress. She's mm-hmm. an Oscar-winning actr- actress. Like, I think this was a choice for her going, okay, how would I respond to being in this situation? And going, I'd probably be really guarded. I'd probably be, like, a little paranoid and a little defensive, especially if I'm a soldier who's trained to not only kill people, but also has this other training as a completely different type of soldier before. And, like, you know, like, yeah. all those things together. It's like, yeah. You'd... And also, the way that she portrays her character, to me, does not read that different from the way that that chris evans plays captain america no i feel like it's it's a very similar performance it's similar except hers is like a little bit more fun and like edgy whereas like he is literally a walking patriot exactly it's that's that's why i'm like i i I find it just ludicrous it sounds like you're more you're more appalled by other people's opinions than yes than what you even think about the film i I like the movie i think it's fine i just the thing that stands out to me is how enraged people are over a movie that's fine yeah you know like yeah that's good yeah it's like enjoyable to watch and people love to like pick out i don't don't even like saying enjoyable to watch or that it's fun to watch like those things are true but when i say that about a movie i usually say that about shit like aquaman or like something that's like not that great but it's entertaining no that's you you do raise a good point i think it's stronger than entertaining yeah i think it's a well-made movie totally it holds together really well i and again it's like something i said on dr strange was it's a very it's a thoroughly competent movie mm-hmm. and i think this movie is is the same just a little bit more elevated yeah i think that the fact that they were able to do something interesting structurally mm-hmm. tell an interesting story with her memories and how she figures out who yeah. she is along the way yeah is really you know unique i mean it's got kind of a batman begins structure mm. with the added element of like her trying to figure herself out you know yeah um in terms of her memories and so i i, I really enjoy the um the structure there uh other performances Sam Jackson as a de-aged I I like that he's like a de-aged Sam Jackson but he doesn't really look like 80s or 90s Sam Jackson cuz 90s Sam Jackson is like like lanky 
You yeah. know what I mean? So he kind of just looks like a younger version, like an alternate universe version of a young Sam Jackson. Yeah. Like not, oh, you mean like not in our real, yeah, like, exactly. watching movies from the yeah. 90s. He doesn't yeah. look like Pulp Fiction Sam Jackson. You know what no, I mean? Pulp no. Fiction Sam Jackson he is looks, a beanpole. He doesn't look like a young Sam Jackson. He looks like a young Nick Fury, which is what yes. he's meant to be. Exactly. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. why it's different. I love it. But I also, I mean, it was kind of entertaining because Fury's like this badass now. Yeah. And he's so like hokey. He is in this movie, and like it's kind of adorable. But some of it again, he's like someone's like, corny uncle in this. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's. I mean, it's fun. It's super entertaining to watch, especially the whole flirting. Yeah, shits. But um, I will say the the him losing his eye. It does not both times. It like I I wasn't sure if he actually did lose his eye. I couldn't remember the second time because even in the first one, like. He gets his eye scratched and like there's not really an extreme response to it. He's like sitting there like I'll be fine or whatever and like it just kind of like goes past it. And I'm like but the, like then he shows up with the eye patch but it didn't really feel like his eye got destroyed when Well the that's what I'm saying because anyway. I said to you at the end of the movie I was like I didn't see I've seen this movie yeah. four times I'm going to say it again. Yeah, four times. <laughs> and this time I don't know if I spaced out or mm-hmm. what but the other times I've seen it he makes okay because I I like that that was actually like a um like a comedic point in the film as well yeah. too because to like in the car crash losing his eye yeah because yeah. everyone's like how does it happen so in the car crash and his eyes all bloody everyone I was yeah. like oh that's like, it yeah. and then later they're like oh how's your eye he's like oh it's fine and yeah. then um with the scratch yeah. um I didn't see it this time I don't, but he says in the ship I remember he says he's like oh it's okay it's just a scratch and then it cuts to. Ben Mendelsohn and his wife, and they look at each other and they're like, uh, and they shake their heads. They're like, uh, no, it's not just a fucking scratch. Like, that's a flurkin. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I didn't see it this time. Yeah, I I haven't seen it either. So he didn't technically lose his eye. I think it's just like fucked up from an alien. Yeah, sure. Well, because there is that moment in Winter Soldier where he flips up his thing. But then... Oh, remember really? in Winter Soldier when he flips up his eye patch? He's like, "You got to keep both eyes open," and he uh, unlocks the 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 room when he's talking to when he's talking to um Robert Redford. And there's that whole oh, big turn, and then he. Puts I took a lot of notes sensor. this time around watching it because I'd seen it, and so oh, okay. I was like simultaneously. I, I must I have it. missed it. It's it's a good moment, but yeah, he still has his eye, which is also a weird thing because Coulson presents him with a bunch of fake eyes. I think he. I think he was like, mm, no. Yeah. I think I think he because he says you got a big decision to make. Yeah. And I think he's like, nah, I'm a. This is part of my. Um, you know, design. I work with all these superheroes now. Yeah. <laughs> He's I'm gonna go like, find the world's first look superheroes. Badass. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably. Yeah, I, I, it is funny that in the in this like in the end of this movie, Fury is just like so confident that other superheroes are gonna pop up. Like, yeah. Like really, dude. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's just such a weird thing to be so confident about. Like this uh, proposal. Again, I still <clears throat> think there's this. I just. Sam Jackson is like hell bent on finding superheroes mm. in every single like cinematic universe he's <laughs> yeah. in. When I finally That's made that be... realization, I'm pretty sure I was on the toilet and <laughs> I screamed that I was like, oh my God. He does it in glass. Mm-hmm. He does it in Unbreakable. I mean, that's the same storyline. But yeah. that's going to be the end game twist. Is that uh, this whole time he's just he's been, been Mr. It's still Mr. Glass, glass. Yeah. yeah, and he's just he's come like, into this different. Universe. I ate a bunch of calcium and my bones are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. He sent his soul into this universe to inhabit a different body that's that's more uh, 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 durable. Yeah. Um. Anyway, who who do you think has the best performance in this movie of any of the actors? 
because we also we didn't me- mention Mendo Ben Mendelsohn. I know I was going to say I would like to say Ben Mendelsohn because like he's a personal fave of mine. Mm-hmm. But TBH, um, <laughs> I don't. He didn't stand out to me mm-hmm. just because like he played his character well mm-hmm. and he's awesome and fun and I mean even he had some pretty good one liners. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he takes it home. See, I, I really, I really liked him in this movie, but I, I'm not, I'm not s- totally sold on giving him best, best performance in this movie. Ju- but I, I think it's, it's, un- it's honestly, it's not even based on the movie itself. I think he did really well. Yeah. Um, I think my fault is that he is so outstanding in so many things that I'm yeah. like, this isn't one of your best, man. It's not bad. You did great. Yeah. You did the part well. But who in this movie has a better performance? I well, now I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I. Jude Law. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like know. Jude Law, but I'm like, no, he played it. He again like played the same. Because the, re- the reason played. I the reason I start thinking Mendo is like, I he, will probably be him. He does so many different versions. That's true of himself in That's this. True. You know, like he's playing a character, playing a character, which is kind of the whole James yeah. McAvoy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Any He's chance that I get to talk about sir. James McAvoy, I do. Is FYI. that going to be the fourth podcast after you do Nick Cage and the others? Mm, oh, ooh. Ooh. I got to do Gary Oldman first. Yeah, I just got to. Uh, well, now that you said it, people are going to steal that idea. Maybe I'll maybe Whoa. I'll bleep the Gary Can Oldman. You, yeah, just uh, now no, I have to bleep actually, that one. No, will you actually do a bleep both times? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll do. Like it. leave the sentence in. Yeah, and they're going to hear me describing this too. Oh yeah, totally. Yay! Yeah. Um, well, that that old beautiful man, honestly, or woman. Yeah, I you know what I will give it to Ben. Yeah, Ben. Just because in comparison, yeah, everyone I don't think else, it was his best, but in comparison to everyone else, yeah. I still think he. Did everyone great. else is good and they're fine, you yeah. know. Like, but there's there's no one else that like really elevates. Um, who's the rising star of this film? The little girl. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's pretty good. She's really good. Like working with child actors, like I was every time I watch a child actor now. Whenever I see child actors, I'm mm-hmm. always like, what, what? No, no, wait, hold on, just tell me. Um, yeah. Um, I'm always like a little shook by the young ones who have a lot of lines and she did really well. She did a good job. But I don't know if she's a rising star. Her, I do you know who I do think hmm. is the rising star is her mom. Yeah. Although is she yeah, who what's what's uh what's she been in? Let's see. LaShawn I don't know. Lynch. She's super adorable. Yeah, she hasn't been in it's, too much. It's funny because when I was watching it, I was like, you know who could have played this role? Lupita. But then I was like, oh, Lupita's already in this universe. Yeah, she can't. On. I'm just a big, I love Lupita. Well, it was funny. I was talking with um, Chauncey Robinson for for Black Panther, and she she raised a point that I thought was really interesting, that uh, black actors tend to, uh, by necessity, rise to prominence at a lot later of an age than, than white actors do, mm. mostly because... In most movies, there are a lot less roles for black actors to play. Therefore, their exposure takes a lot longer to build up before they finally have like a sort of breakout mm. performance. And I was like, wow, that's like well, I hadn't really I mean, thought of that Mahershala before. is like in his 40s. Exactly. And yeah. he just recently got Everyone huge. in Black Panther is older than you think they are. Everyone. Yeah. And and it's all, you know, like freaking uh, Winston Duke is is in his like mid 30s. Is that uh, uh, he, he played in Baku? Okay, that's what I was um, ask. He was in Us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like everyone in that movie, Dene Guerrero, like, um, and so the same with Lashana Lynch, who plays minus Monica. Michael B. Jordan, minus Michael B. Jordan, he got lucky fast. Yeah, well, even even then though, like he he had been acting for a good eight years before he really had a big role. Yeah, um, but he's been he's been big for a while. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's a different movie. It's a different movie. Uh, but no, so Lashana Lynch, I was just looking. Yeah, and she she has been acting uh, for a while um, since. 2007 was her first role but really since like 2010 or 11 
Um, but yeah, I'd say, yeah, she's probably, yeah, she's, she's probably the rising star here. Um, if why the last man makes it to TV series then I'm sure she's going to really blow up. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably give that to her, but also I, I made a face because, uh, the girl who plays Monica has the most buck wild sci-fi name. Monica's the daughter. Uh, Oh, Monica Rambo. Yeah. Uh, she, her name is like so buck wild for sci-fi and comic book fans. Her name is Akira Akbar, which I know the Akbar part you don't understand because you haven't seen Star Wars yet. Mm Mm-mm. Akbar, Admiral Akbar is a character in Star Wars that's a, a giant uh, uh, calamari person. Oh, uh, oh, good. And Akira obviously being a, a tentpole uh, uh, anime film as well as a manga. Um, one thing that disappointed me in this movie is Jaiman Hansu and Lee Pace are like kind of in it, but like don't do anything really. And I Who's wish... Who's the first one? Jaiman Hansu, he plays Korath. He was also the wizard in Shazam. Um, he was in Guardians. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how does he, that was another question I had. How does he go from the Kree to, cause is he still under, um, Ronan, Ronan yep. during Guardians? Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. So he, cause Ronan ends up like radicalizing and separating off right. from the rest of the Kree. And so I think Korath like follows him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. Yeah. I wish that there had been more attention paid to, to Korath and, and Ronan. I understand there was really no place for them in this film, like yeah. to, to have a bigger role. Well, we also walked in late and the one joke that he says we sure. missed. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, they play they're They, they're a little more prominent in the first, like, 10 minutes well at least yeah. jaiman hansu is but um but yeah i mean overall i enjoy this movie um uh what would, Stan, what would you rate it the movie overall man i don't even think i've given a rating to any movie but for this one i'd say like a seven seven or eight it's like solid it's pretty good i'll probably I'll get, I'll watch it a few eight. more times yeah i'm gonna eight point yeah. three uh the stanley cameo in this i think is the best one though yeah that ten, i think this so is a good. 10 out of 10 yeah um, I, I love, I love him just sitting there making the, the like, he's reading mall rats, reading, reading the mall rats line. Yeah. Uh, and then also I, I do like, even though it like doesn't make sense in the context of the film, I like that the score kind of rises a little bit when he smiles back at her Yeah, and then she smiles back at him like that little acknowledgement, even though narratively it doesn't quite yeah. uh, make sense there. Well, the first few great. times I saw the film, like everyone like screamed and clapped yeah. like during that. It's such a it was, good cameo. It is a good cameo. And well, and it's exciting because I think this is the first film after his death, right? Yeah. So this is the first cameo that's not truly. Yeah, because that's why at the beginning they and we we missed it this time, but the right. whole montage of I know, and I started. Yeah. It was funny because the first time I saw it, everybody obviously clapped when I said thank you, Steve, because mm-hmm. I loved that they implemented him mm-hmm. into the, all that instead yes. of like it being Thor and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the second time I saw it, nobody clapped, and so I started the clap, and then the whole theater clapped. Oh, trendsetter! I was like no pay attention yeah no this 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 is definitely the top stanley cameo so far i i it'll be interesting to see if uh end game can top it um i you know what i really liked him as hugh i caught that one this time yeah that's fine i think it's a it's a decent one i just just thought it was funny because for a lot of my life i thought he was Hugh Hefner. yeah i mean that's fair people probably mistook mistook them for each other a lot i didn't get it (laughs) but now i do uh, and then uh, for the uh, mid credit scene, we have the, I think it's a scene that is pulled directly out of uh, Endgame, okay. uh, which is obviously they're, they're sitting there with the pager and all mm. that stuff. Um, I think it's, it's definitely an interesting one. And, and uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of like when they just use a scene from another movie in these mid credit scenes, just cause I, to me it like, for whatever reason, even though it's an extra thing, I'm like, that's lazy. Um, well, I view it as next week on yeah and then sure. they re- recap it mm-hmm. 
in the next week. So like that's how I view that. Uh, so I don't necessarily see, see it as being stolen. I always view it as like I want it to be a little extra thing that doesn't exist somewhere else. Yeah. And so it's like like, like the arrested development ones. Like the arrested development ones. Where they're or, like next week on and then it never happens. Yeah, or ninety percent of the other and I do love that shit. But like more just like ninety percent of the other Marvel films where it's like it's just a bonus scene that yeah. leads into the next thing that's not yeah. a part of it. It's just a bridge, you know? Um However, I, I like this one. It's fine. You know, it's like a six or seven. Um, it's interesting, you know, and kind of seeing what they're doing. Uh, I will definitely say, get you amped up. Yes. I did notice something in that scene. Mm-hmm. Black Widow's hair is still fully blonde. Mm-hmm. And there are moments in that Endgame trailer where her hair is like pretty far grown out red with just blonde tips. And so that implies that Captain Marvel arrives here and there's still a lot of time before like like a lot of actual physical time, like a year before they go to like fight Thanos or whatever. Well, that's that's why I was saying to you that I didn't like that I saw another full trailer mm. is because it gives the idea that like literally like Tony says in the trailer, he's like, everyone told me to or not, not Tony. It was I think it was Captain that says it, but somebody's like, everyone told me to move on and forget and I yeah. can't forget. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. So this is like. People have been missing yeah. for an extended period this of time. It's the fucking leftovers. It is the leftovers. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. My favorite uh-huh. movies, my favorite <laughs> show coming together. I remember my question. Yeah. So an issue I have mm-hmm. is when he's using his pager, when Fury's using his pager mm-hmm. and he's like, I need help. And he says he's texting his mom. Yeah, yeah. And then he does the whole tape thing. Yeah. Well, how, what, like how, why, like how? <laughs> I just don't understand how he opens up his wallet and then there's like a fingerprint because in there? when when he presents his id to the guy the guy touches it the guy grabs the id to look oh, at it thank you yeah um yeah and that, that was that was a fun little exchange when she then blows off the door right after that yeah um, you saw you you stood there and watched me play with tape i'll let you have your moment or whatever the fuck she says uh and then uh, the last one or steal your thunder um the the last of the post credit scene is uh in nick fury's office when mm. goose jumps onto his uh desk and uh uh, regurgitates the the tesseract yes that's a pretty fun one i think that's good that's yeah it's like, like an eight yeah it's just a nice little tag there you know i like it when the mid-credit scene is like a lead into the next movie and then the post-credit scene is just something goofy that's, that's what they've done the last setup. the last few yeah they've done um, quite a few it was like the, i know they jump around yeah but what i've noticed is that's usually what they're doing mm. now yeah, because people aren't gonna wait. Yeah, because that's what like Avengers did. You know, it's like you have the Thanos reveal as the mid credits, and then the post credits is them meeting Shawarma. Yeah. You know, and so it's like they've they've kind of had a few of them. What was that the Infinity War? Uh, in Infinity War, there was no post credits. It was just the mid credits tag. Um, some of the films just have a mid credits. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's, so Infinity War was just the Nick Fury one. Okay. Um, but yeah, almost every Phase Three film except Infinity War has had two. Uh, yeah, every single one except Infinity War has had two. Um, most of the phase two ones except age of Ultron and Iron Man three had two. And then in phase one, Avengers was the only one that had two. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, all around. I, I enjoy this movie. I'm sure I'll rewatch it, you know, from time to time. I'm gonna give it a break. Uh, yeah. You after seeing four times, I, I could, I do that. to say though, like still the fourth one, I still had fun. Yeah. Um, I, the only other movies I've ever seen four times in theaters is the Dark Knight movies. Look at that. Yeah. Those are good movies. But did I definitely ever... fell asleep in those ones by the fourth time because I was like, why am I still here? Did you ever do the marathon when, when Dark Knight Rises came out? 
Um, I've like my own personal one, but oh, okay. I haven't really truly. I did a theater marathon for that, and it was so dope. That's what I did for Shyamalanathon for <laughs> yeah, Unbreakable, right. and then Split, and then oh. the premiere of Glass. That was pretty dope. I have not. I still haven't seen Glass. <gasps> it's yeah. okay. I have them all on DVD. There's and Blu-ray. I because of the mixed reactions, I was like, I don't know if I want. No, to. it's fantastic. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. There's so many. No, no, it's good. It's great. Um. Well, before we wrap, I do have to just give a shout out to Clark Gregg. Good, good young Clark Gregg in this movie. I love Phil, Phil Coulson. I know, so good. I know, and he, I mean, and he still had his fun little. Mm-hmm. Even when he's not Coulson, he yeah. still is funny. still good because he's like, because when it's when it's the scroll as Coulson mm-hmm. and they're in the car and he's like, "Did you see her weapon?" And he goes, "I did not." Like, but how he says it, the delivery is so good. It, it is, he's... and so it sold me, and then all of a sudden. He's like, ah, oh, you guys left me at Blockbuster. <laughs> Coulson's just so good. He is. He's pure. Um, and also, who shout out to whoever the dude is that plays the like science guy of the scrolls. Who? Oh my god, I lied. He's the best performance by far. <laughs> you know why? Because he has little to no lines. Mm. His fucking he's got all this makeup on and he is still able to do the strongest comedic timing Mm -hmm. and facial expressions in a basically constricting mask yeah like his blinking and his like shrugs and just like the whenever they cut to him he is so fucking pure and then he dies for her yeah he like risks his life as bait to like help (laughs) them do everything i'm trying to to find. <laughs> i'm literally trying to figure out who it is but i have no idea what that guy's name is it's funny because then when he finally does talk uh-huh. it's like he's like my calculations and it's like so ridiculous he's so good he's, this is your science guy yeah it's all i can't I, ben I, ben mendelson's right hand scroll man yeah we'll figure it out if anyone knows that guy's name please let us know because yeah. it's it's uh it's a good one i'm not finding it but he's oh wait here we go norex Matthew Mayer, Mar. I thought you were going to say Matthew Modine. I was like, whoa, what? Matthew Modine (laughs) returning to uh, Ben (laughs) Mendelsohn's side. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Yeah, that's right. He's Matthew Mar. Good for you, Matthew Mar. You you did a good one. You did a real good one. Yes. Oh, man, he's in a new Noah Baumbach Well, and Nelson Franklin was in this, too. Nelson Franklin was in this. Look at that. I saw him one time, and um, my butt touched his food plate. (laughs) Wow. So I feel really bad. I was like trying to scoot past him and I totally just like knocked over all his meal. Nelly Franks in the cameo of I the know. world. But he he always entertains me too because he has small roles. But yeah. like what? Like his delivery and his mm. voice and everything is always really entertaining. He's, he's so good in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, anyway, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think Marta officially now, I think that uh, the two longest episodes of this podcast have both been ones with you. No, it's nothing to be sorry about. Oh, this time I had like knowledge to talk about, though. Totally. No, it's great. Uh, last thing, though, the MacGuffin rating. We have two last things. The MacGuffin rating. The MacGuffin of this mm-hmm. film is the Tesseract again. Uh, Remind me what MacGuffin is. It's I know the, it's, it's the, it's the object that that draws all the characters into conflict. Oh. So every, it's the thing everyone's chasing. The thing. Everyone's yeah. Trying to get. Yeah. 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 Um, it's the Tesseract again. I think, again, it's like, it's fine. It's like five, you know, they use the Tesseract kind of well because it sort of takes on different iterations throughout the film. Um, but it's like fine. I'd, I'd give it a five. Uh, villain rating. I guess Yonrog is the villain. Yonrog is the villain for sure. Um, I mean, I just really love Jude Law as a villain. I sure. prefer him as a villain in most films. Yeah. Um, I prefer him as an actor in most films. <laughs> you don't think he did good? 
No, I was just kidding. I was just saying. Oh, okay. It's too late. We're too tired. Um, Um, No, I think think he did fine. I just don't think there was, like, he he did a good enough job, but I don't think there was that much. If it wasn't Jude Law and it was the exact same performance and a different actor, I think Mm -hmm. I would have been bored. But I like watching Jude Law be Jude Law. So I was like, this is fine. I think it ended up slightly above the average Marvel movie. I'd say he's like a knock below Hela in Ragnarok. Um, yeah, you know, it's like he's somewhere between Ronan and Hella, uh, yeah. where it's like he's I loved funny. it. I loved Hella. I did too. She's pretty. She's pretty good. She's not like the best, but she's pretty good. I think I gave her like a seven or an eight. She. He's an interesting one because he is supposed to because he switches. He switches. Yeah, and that's cool. But it's also so he's a like a, he's like a love loving mentor. Yeah. To. I think if it weren't for the marketing of this movie, then it would have been easier to be like, oh, yeah, it's just Jude Law as a friend. He's a buddy. I didn't know Jude Law was in this, so I was pleasantly That's surprised. Fair. There you go. I think the trailers kind of gave away that he was going to have sort of a twist. Um, um, and so like, I went in being like, oh, yeah, Jude Law is going to be a villain. Yeah. Um, well, I had that feeling, too, but that's just because Jude Law is such a good villain. Yeah. So I was like, he, I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I don't know, as a, as a villain overall, I'd give it like a six. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's it. That's all we got today. That's all she wrote. Uh, Marta gone in 60 seconds. Where can people, uh, find gone in 60 seconds? Um, so we tell them what it is. So gone in 60 seconds is mine and my lovely co-host Asia Garman, uh, who's my roommate. Uh, (laughs) we watch all of Nicolas Cage's films in Mm -hmm. chronological order. And each week we discuss each film and just tear it apart. Um, we love Nick. So the, you can find it on any app store, uh-huh. um, on that might be cool. Cause Jason's been kind enough to be our producer. That we talk cool. about you oh. in the, the most recent episode. Oh, and I'm really? like, I producer. And he's just <laughs> like, are you talking about Jason? And I was like, yeah, but if I say producer, it sounds really cool. You mean that <laughs> trash man that uh, hangs around every once in a while? She's like, oh, that, that weird kid. Yeah. Um, but so you can find it on all of his shits. And then, um, we're on Instagram uh, gone in 60 seconds and mm-hmm. it's spelled n-i-c-s-t-y yeah. um and then we do have a tweeter but i've posted one thing um and that's gins pod gins pod it's i, I say gins i say gins because asia brought up a good point that it's the alcohol he drinks and he's always drunk in his films and i was mm. like i agree so i say gins, gins pod i say gins just because it reminds me of that that sexy justice lady ruth bader ginsburg okay <laughs> And then if you want to email us anything, any fun shit about Nick Cage oh, yeah. or requests, um, we're gone in 60 seconds at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And uh, it's on every podcast app. So make sure you go and subscribe wherever you're subscribed to this. Give them a rating if you're enjoying the show. Uh, you can find our show at That Might Be Cool on every social media network. Uh, please let us, uh, let us, social media network. Yeah, at That Might Be Yeah. That I, works. Whatever. Um, give us a rating or review if you're enjoying the show. Uh, this we're, we're nearing the end of the road to Endgame. Uh, the next season of this show is going to be just as fun and exciting. Uh, there's We have the next two seasons roughly planned out. Uh, and it'll, it'll be a good time. Marta will be a recurring guest on at least on the third season of this show. Uh, which, which the third season? You already know what it is. It's the yeah. oh, is it the one that's all about me? It's the one that's like all about you. Um, no, it'll be a fun adventure for both of us on on that one. Um, but yeah, ch- subscribe to Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, subscribe to our show if you're not already subscribed. Give us a rating and review if you'd like. Uh, follow us on social media, and we can also reach us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash. That might be cool. We have exclusive episodes 
Uh, you can find me on social media at Jason Halftones. And uh, Chase, the sometimes co-host of this show, you can find him at High Speed Chase. That's with a C, not an S at the end. Uh, and that's that's all she wrote for today. Isn't it Jason K. Halftones? No, it's just no, Jason, Jason Halftones. Okay. Come on, I know, I know myself. You don't know media. your own? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I did. <laughs> Marta, thank you for, for joining the show for Captain Marvel and closing out the, the last episode before Endgame. Yes. Are we ready? Yeah, I'm literally I'm fucking less, jacked. less than 24 hours from when we're recording this. I'll have seen it already. And as people are hearing this, they've probably already seen it. So yeah. they know more than we do. I'm excited. Time travel. All right. Awesome. Later. Thing. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>